Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me? You're in the right place. This is your go-to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the shadow work queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self-sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Shadow Work. What the fuck? Today we're talking all things self-love and how shadow work really helps you to step into what to me is true self-love and actually embodying the feeling of self-love, right? So many of us have this kind of mental cognitive concept of, oh, I should love myself. I should be okay with myself. But when push comes to shove, we're like, oh my God, I do not feel good about this. I don't feel good about myself. And we beat ourselves up and end up in these cycles of I should, but I'm really struggling to. So what I want to talk about today is how shadow work really starts to tie all of that together. And quick reminder, we still have a few weeks left before the Ignite Shadow Work Immersion starts. So we are getting started on August 11th and we're going through to August 14th. The doors will close for this on August 8th. So if you are wanting to join that Shadow Work Immersion and come journey with me, this is the last time this year I will be running it. And we are going to be really diving into the shadows that are keeping you stuck, that are stopping you from loving yourself, that are stopping you from taking those steps in your life to creating the life that you really desire. And just, I think the biggest thing is like just getting to do what you want to do in your life. Because when we don't do shadow work, what I see is we're kind of living everyone else's life or what they, we think they want us to do, or we don't do it because we're afraid of their judgments or like whatever it is. So it's essentially just moving all of that stuff and integrating it. So it stops holding you back. So you can step into what feels good for you and not everyone else. So that is happening in August. Go jump in the show notes. The link is there or DM me on Instagram, complete underscore by Caitlin, and we can chat there and see if it is right for you. But for today, let's talk about shadow work, self-love and all that delicious, delicious stuff. So what is self-love? So the general definition is when you accept yourself fully, treat yourself with kindness and respect and nurture your growth and well-being. We know, right? You're like, duh, Caitlin, obviously. (laughs) But what I want to talk about is where I really see people going wrong with self-love and with this concept And why shadow work really is the key to helping you really embody self-love. So moving the concept of self-love from the mind into, oh, this is actually what it feels like in my body. Okay. So where I see people going wrong, the first one is only loving themselves when others are validating them. Right. So what this looks like is 
we're like, okay, I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to set the boundary and I'm going to leave the job or I'm going to tell my parents, you know, the thing I want to do and step out of what they expect me to do. And so we go in there and then we get all of these people like reflecting back to us that they're not happy about that. They think we're wrong. They think that we shouldn't do that. And we're getting all this external noise. And then we, our self-love is like, um, yeah, never mind. Never mind. You know what? I'm just going to put that in the bin. And we start to bring in that self-doubt and we start to think, oh, maybe I'm not as worthy or I'm not good enough or whatever it is. And it's not that we don't experience any self-doubt, but the, the piece that I see here is then we start to put on the mask again. And because someone disagreed with us, because they didn't validate us the way we want to be validated, we go, oh, I need to go and start pleasing them again. I need to be who they expect me to be. And then I can feel a sense of self-love. So it's not true self-love. It's, it's like conditional self-love. If everyone else accepts me, if everyone else says I'm doing good, if everyone else agrees with me, and then I will love myself. We got we to gotta learn how to love ourselves even when people disagree with us. And that is the hardest fucking piece. Another way I see it going wrong. You have a bad day and you make it mean that you're broken, you're unworthy, or something along those lines. As soon as you're not like love and light, positive, happy, all the things... Then you're like, I'm not going to show up. I'm going to avoid people. I'm not going to show this part of me. This part isn't good enough. And so I'm going to hide it from the world. Again, it's conditional self-love. It's like, I love myself when I'm happy. And why? It comes back to number one. I love myself when I'm happy because then it's reflected back to me that I'm good because it makes everyone else fucking comfortable. Number three, justifying things through self-love. I'm doing this because it's an act of self-love. So this is a really recent one for me and something I had to call myself out on because it was really funny. Um, So I was like, for the last six months, I've really struggled to be consistent at the gym. And I was like, yeah, like, it's just what I need. I just need time off the gym. I need space. I need all of those things. It's just, it's my way of like loving myself right now. And then I'll do absolutely nothing, right? And I'll, I didn't give my body any movement, any exercise, anything that it really needs in order to be healthy. And I kept justifying as like, nah, it's just what I need. I need to focus on something else. I need to do work. I need this. I need that. And where it was really coming from was, well, I was just kind of being lazy, to be honest. I just didn't want to do it, which is fine. And I'm not beating myself up for not wanting to do it, but it was just noticing how I was justifying my reasoning for why I wasn't doing it. And if I was holding myself in the regard, and that's just not just myself and my mind, that's my body, right? We only have one body. And for me, it's important to look after it. And so I had to go, my mind is making justifications, it's making out reasons, and it is going, it's going hard right now. Let's pull it back in and go, yes, sometimes I need to step back and take a chill pill. Like I've gone really hard on the gym in my past and injured myself and done all those things, which I was not doing this time. 
but it's it's finding that balance between like push and pull almost like when do I need to pull back and when do I need to push forward and noticing the justifications that come up in either way. Because the other way that that can come up is we can justify things through self-love by like overdoing them as well. So back in the day when I was going to the gym and it was all like push, push, push. And it was, I'm looking after my body. This is what my body needs. Uh, It's actually how I wanted my body to look in order for me to feel worthy. But I was calling it self-love. Plus everyone else was saying, oh, that's self-love. Yeah, they're looking at me going to the gym. They're like, wow, you treat yourself so well. You're so fit. You're so active. Like, look how amazing. So it like feeds into the societal ideals of this is what self-love looks like. Where deep down I was like, I am scared that I will be rejected if I don't look a certain way. So neither of this, either not going at all and not looking after my body at all, or the overdoing it to look and be perceived a certain way, neither of them were really coming from my true sense of self and self-worth and self-love. They were coming from wounded pieces and fear. And so it was just noticing that and then bringing it back in to alignment. And yeah, that's the, I wrote here, like ticking the box of self-love, but you're only doing it to be seen a certain way. So that could be in health and fitness. And for me and what I've seen even in like on Instagram, right? We see people doing self-care practices or self-love practices. And, you know, they're like, here's my gratitude practice. And here's my meditation. And here's my yoga practice. And here's me doing yoga by the sunset, whatever. Like we're seeing that constantly, but that's actually not what that person needs. And there's no embodiment of it. They're just doing it. So people see or perceive them in a certain way. So they feel like they're doing a good enough job, especially in the coaching space. I was like, oh, I have to do the breath work. I have to do the yoga. I have to, you know, not drink and be sober and do this and do that. I have to do all of those things because that's what self-love looks like. And if I want people to perceive me as a good coach, then I it needs to all match up in a perfect little fucking wrapped box with a bow. Not self-love. <laughs> yeah. Fear, ego, justification. Notice like... That's, that's how you can start to notice, is it true for you or is it coming from ego? Are you justifying why you're doing something? Yeah. Are you scared of what people will think if you don't do that? That suggests that there's a lot of shadows playing around and there's things to deep dive to figure out, hmm, what does self-love look like for me? For me. And the last one that I see people getting wrong and not necessarily wrong, but just things that can leave us feeling a bit more confused is thinking if you love yourself, then things won't feel hard anymore. (laughs) Incorrect. Wrong. So sorry about it. It does not make things feel easy. It doesn't make problems stop. It doesn't mean you magically can just like go into any situation and feel 100% confident and 100% have yourself. No. It's Actually, I'm going to get into like what it is and all of that, but just know that it doesn't mean it won't feel hard. It still does. The difference is, is you're okay with it. So 
Why is shadow work the key to true, 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 okay, I'm gonna stop. Why the shadow work is the key to true self-love? Well, let's look at why we don't love ourselves. Like it's not, it's a learned thing. Um, it's not something that we're born with as babies. We're not like, oh my God, I don't love that part of me. Like babies shit, spew, cry, scream, anger, tantrums, punch their brothers. Like they do all the things. They don't think anything of it. They're just like amazing. But they do those things. And then mom, dad, society start telling them, no, don't do that. If you do that, I will withdraw from you. I will punish you. I will, whatever it is. And so we start to cut off those parts and we put them in the shadow. Once they're in the shadow, we say that that part is unworthy. That part is unlovable because of what my mom, dad, society has told me. So not loving ourselves and not feeling worthy ultimately is an illusion of the ego in the mind in order to keep us safe. Because it knows that if we accept those parts of us, then people might see them. And if they see them, then we will be punished. We will be rejected. We'll be told we're unworthy. And it doesn't want you to feel that or to experience that. And so we just say, that's unacceptable. I don't love it. I don't like it. We create separation. And then we say, that's not me. And that's how we learn not to love ourselves. That's how we learn to wear a mask of being acceptable. So as we start to bring in the shadow work, we start to pull those pieces out. And as we face all of the pieces that we were taught not to love and that we were taught were unworthy, then that feeling of not loving ourselves dissipates, it goes away. And we are brought back into more of a neutral place. And so maybe it's not self-love that we need to go for, but that more of that acceptance piece. Because no part of you is good or bad, wrong or right. They're all neutral. Everything in this world is neutral, except for the mind's labels or perceptions of that thing. And shadow work is about re-neutralizing it and you get to choose. And maybe, and I definitely have parts where I'm like, oh, little bit tougher to love, a <laughs> little bit tougher to accept, but that's okay. It gets to be there. I don't need to pretend it's not there and force it away or be scared of other people seeing it. Because when we're scared of people seeing these parts of us, it means that we will do anything for them not to see it. If that means we abandon ourselves, we abandon our goals, we don't speak up for ourselves, we let them cross our boundaries, then we will do that because that's what feels safe because we're scared of them rejecting us. But if we stop rejecting it, it means that we can start living the life that is true and authentic for us, that feels good for us. That doesn't mean that it's not ever going to be hard and we don't ever have to have hard conversations or anything like that. But at the end of the day, when our head hits that pillow, we know that we didn't let ourselves down. And 
that's one thing I really remember from kind of pre this work was I always felt like I'd make up myself all these promises and say I was going to do better and do all the things. And I would let myself down time and time and time again. I was like, why do I always abandon myself? And the reason was, is because of my unmasked shadow, the stuff that was hiding in the dark because it didn't feel worthy. And I would have to abandon myself in order to keep it there because I was afraid of what everyone else would think. And when I did shadow work, it allowed me to go, you know, what really matters is what I think. And I'm not prepared to abandon myself and my truth just because someone else isn't happy about it or they are it's challenging them because I know that through this work and through the shadow work I know how beautiful and how pure my heart is I know that everything I've ever done even if it was out of step with who I want to be in this world wasn't because I was bad or cruel or malicious or evil it was because I didn't know what else to do and I felt really scared and unsafe And so I was just trying to get my needs met. And so because I've done so much of this work and I've met so much of the parts of me that felt dark and scary and mean and cruel and saw, well, actually, they're just here to keep me safe. It made it much easier for me to just if someone reflected back to me that I'm cruel or they think that I'm like, that's okay. I could see how you might think or feel that, but that's not my intention. And I can always come back to what my intention is. And so doing doing all of this is just getting you to a place of not being so fucking scared of what people are thinking of you. So you can start to live the life that feels good for you. So you can start embodying what true self-love is. I'm going to share with you guys like what self-love, true self-love is to me. And you can take this or leave it. So to me, it's having hard conversations that are honoring my truth, where I'm at and what's good for me, even when I'm so scared. And so my example of this is uh, last year, me and my partner broke up and we were broken up for about five or six months and then we got back together. I initiated the breakup and the getting back together, but he expressed his desire that he did want that. However, he brought resentment for that breakup into the next stage of the relationship. And it's not that he was like, it was very obvious that there was resentment, but he had told me there's resentment and he feels like there's a part of him that wants to get revenge and all of that. And essentially, like it came down to, we need to have a conversation about this because Previously, I would have just been like, well, I deserve it. If they want to seek revenge on me because they're angry and resentful, it's my fault. But I was like, no, if he wants to be in this relationship, then I'm not going to sit here and be a wrecking ball for his resentment to come out at some stage. I will only stay in this in this relationship if he is willing to figure out a way to work through it. My mind didn't want him to leave. My heart was like, oh, my God. This feels really painful. Um, You know, if he leaves, what happened? I had all the fear come up, but my soul and my truth and how I want people to treat me and how I want to treat myself was I will not be a sitting duck for pain. So we had the conversation. I said, look, 
if this is something you want to hold, like I want, firstly, I want you to know like how you're feeling is completely valid and I can understand how you're feeling resentment towards me and that's okay. However, if you want to stay in this relationship and you want to work this through this and, um, you know, all of those sorts of things, then I need you to figure out a way to let go of that resentment or we're going to break up and I am willing to walk away from this if you're unwilling to let it go because I will not be a sitting duck for it and it was a really hard conversation but I knew that in my self-esteem in my self-confidence in my self-love that that's what was right for me and so for me having self-love is being willing to sit in that discomfort yes people may leave yes people may disagree with you they won't like what you're doing the whole time. But how do you feel about it at the end of the day? Because only you have to sleep with you. When your head hits that pillow, your thoughts are the ones going around. And when I did, the more I did this work, my integrity matters so much to me because it's so uncomfortable when I feel out of integrity with myself and how I want to be treated and how I want to show up. And I always come back to that, even when it feels hard. Self-love also means to me being okay with it, feeling hard and uncomfortable, which is what I alluded to in the hard conversations. But with that is also being okay to fuck it up because you will fuck it up. You won't say the thing how you wanted to say. You will get triggered. You will do all of those things. And the thing t- sometimes turn to a shit show. Can you really be okay with that? And for me, self-love is like, I can be okay with that. I can be okay with needing to swallow my pride and apologize, needing to re-explain something, needing to, um, whatever, admit I was wrong. That was so powerful for me to embody because On my worst days, when someone's like, you've upset me, you've done that, I used to just go and numb out my feelings because it was so uncomfortable and I would drink and beat myself up and hated myself because I upset someone else. And that wasn't helpful to the relationship to them, to me or anything. And so now it's like, oh, that's really uncomfortable to hear and um, not really what I want to hear, but that's okay. What can I do? How can I be better? And also deciding for myself, I actually did the best I could and I may disagree with what they said I did wrong. That doesn't mean I can't, you know, apologize or anything like that, but I can always come back to like what was right for me and just knowing that heart intention that I'm always doing the best I can. And all of you guys are as well. And the final, final piece of what self-love means to me is I listen to what I need and I adapt to moment to moment from moment to moment. This was the, when I was wearing that mask and that persona of, oh, a good coach would look after themselves and regulate themselves doing X, Y, and Z. And I realized like that, it didn't actually make me feel any better. It didn't make me feel like I was loving myself. It didn't make me feel like I was accepting myself or giving myself nourishment. It just felt like, oh, I have to do this. And I resented doing it. And so when I really fine tuned this, it was what do I need right now in this moment? And sometimes 
I want to numb out and watch Netflix and drink a glass of wine on a Tuesday. And that's fucking okay. And if others want to judge me or think I'm not a good coach or think I can't regulate or something, that's theirs to have. That's their journey. And I've also thought that. I remember finding out that a coach of mine like smoked weed and I was like, oh my God, like they're not embodied. They're avoiding their feelings. Like I had all of the judgments come up, but actually that was my shit, (laughs) my judgments and people know what's right for them. And it's not our place to say what is wrong or right for someone else. It's our place to say what is wrong or right for us and adapt to that. Sometimes I need the glass of wine and to numb out. And sometimes I can go really too far the wrong way for me and I need to bring it back and go, okay, I need a bit more meditation right now. I need a bit more breath work. I need to do a bit more coaching. I need some more shadow work. And just going with what actually feels good long-term, <laughs> not in the moment, long-term for me and what I need in that moment. Cool. That is all things self-love, shadow work. If you're wondering like where you start, It's the same with all the other shadow work that we've talked about. Look at where you judge people. Yeah, look at their practices and where you judge them for their self-love practices. Look at where you justify doing things out of self-love. Look at where you're just trying to tick a box to have people perceive you a certain way. Start to write all of that down and look at the pieces that you're rejecting through those actions. And how can you bring them into integration? How can you learn to love those parts? How can you learn to love the part of you that just wants to numb out, do nothing, that wants to be lazy? That's the magic because then it's okay and you stop worrying about what everyone else thinks. If you get off this and be like, oh my God, Caitlin's shit coach because she wants to numb out on a Tuesday and drink wine and watch Netflix. Okay, fantastic. Where does that show up for you? (laughs) You know? I'm not doing harm. And that's the other piece is like, I'm not harming anyone in that. I'm not, I'm not harming myself. I'm not harming anyone. And you can also bring that like, is what you're, for me, I'm like, I don't want to harm other people and actually harm them. If they're upset because I set a boundary, that's not harming them, (laughs) but I'm going to go on. And this is a conversation for another day. Come back to your heart (laughs) is what I'm trying to say. All right, beautiful, beautiful humans. If you're wanting to journey more of this, more of the self-love, more of the shadow work, come join me and Ignite. This is what we'll be doing is finding these pieces and journeying them and integrating them and getting you to a place of really deep embodied self-love where you stop having to be so afraid of what everyone else is thinking, their judgments, all of that. So you can go and pursue what you want and the life you want and have the feelings of how you want to feel about yourself in alignment with the life that you want. It's a beautiful journey. I love it. If you have any questions, please just shoot me a message on Instagram, complete underscore by Caitlin and follow the link in the show notes to ignite. If you've loved this episode, please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram or send me a message on Instagram with all of your takeaways and leave a review and yeah, that would just be a beautiful gift. And I appreciate it all so much. I've gotten so many messages from you guys uh, with your feedback and takeaways and it just sets my little heart on fire every time you do. All right, I will chat to you all next week.